All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. Presented by Botano, it's Nick Alberga and Jay Rosso back together. Leafs morning take. Don't worry, full launch in a couple weeks' time. But first and foremost, Rosie, how are you, buddy? We're good, man. Just got off NHL radio, and man, Gord Stelic was pumping your tires. I thought that was a participation trophy in the background on your shelf, but apparently you can hit some dingers out there. Yep, I do hit dingers, and behind me is my first ever home run ball. Syracuse, New York, when I was 11 years of age, the first guy on my team to hit a jack. I was so pumped. I'm still pumped. I have that ball. Speaking of which, we got a lot to cover on today's uh, uh, hitter show, I guess we'll call it, a mini episode at the Leafs Nation 401, where you can subscribe on YouTube. We're available wherever you find your podcast. Just search Leafs Morning Take. But I had a, a pivotal question for you to start off today's podcast, Rosie. Hit me. If I asked to see your recent cell phone pictures, what would I see? Would it be pizzas, golf greens, something I shouldn't be seeing? How would you answer that question? Let's see. It's pretty PG. Uh, we got, some, got a lot of kid stuff, okay. uh, some saved funny stuff, some pictures of going to Nashville. Nothing crazy, man. Nothing that would uh, would bother me too much, but it would be a weird thing if some guy said, hey, let me see your camera roll. Dude, this Babcock story is is unbelievable, but it it's par for the course for, for Mike Babcock, right? Like, and, and all this is alleged, and if you haven't heard the story just yet, we'll fill you in. But on the Spit and Chicklets podcast, Paul Bissonnette stated that Jackets Captain Boone Jenner was summoned by Babcock for a meeting earlier this summer. In that meeting, Babcock allegedly asked to see the photos on Jenner's phone, then used AirPlay, AirPlay, to display Jenner's photos on his office television. Now... Since this story came out, it's been refuted by Babcock. It's been refuted by Boone Jenner. That's the important part is the pushback from Columbus and its players, right? Because any way you slice it, 
Jenner had sort of Babcock's future in his hands. Like if he said, yeah, this is true invasion of privacy, it's curtains for Mike Babcock, but he didn't elect to go that route. Yeah. Okay. To me, his reputation precedes him. There's no doubt about it. He's got a track record of being an asshole, of treating people poorly, of being all intimidating and having weird tactics. Okay. That's fine. But I don't believe that he said, come on into my office. Let me see your camera roll and starts fingering through it. I think that's way too aggressive. I don't think he's that dumb. But the telling part to me is that people, players in that locker room chose to out him already to mm -hmm. a media source where you got to know it's going public. You got to know it's going to be a big deal. So whatever happened with the camera roll gate, it's kind of irrelevant. The point is... These guys in the locker room, some of them at least, chose to out this guy, telling me that he does not have their trust, they're not happy that he's there, and whether he invaded their privacy or not with the camera roll thing, there are people in that room that do not like this guy and don't want him around. And of course, Boone Janner and Johnny G are going to come out and you know their PR guy is going to be doing circles trying to fix <laughs> this problem, but the point is... Babcock, your reputation of not being a good guy and having these weird intimidation tactics and all this bullshit behind the scenes that just people don't bloody appreciate. These are people. These aren't pieces of meat. And I believe that he's got a history of treating his players like pieces of meat. And whether this was as, as bad as it came out on Spitting Chicklets or not, the point is these guys don't seem to like him already and there's already turmoil. The thing that gets me, it's like not even training camp yet. And you're right. Like the reputation precedes him. Like even dating back to his days in Toronto, it came back a couple of years after the fact. But the whole Mitch Marner ranking thing where he made Mitch Marner rank the work ethic of his teammates. And then he, you know, gave that list out in front of the teammates. Like It's just like stuff like that comes out. Johan Franson, I mean, he's been quoted as calling Babcock like, you know, the worst person ever he's ever met. Like. The fact that it's more than one player leads you to believe that there's more credence than we're giving, you know, credit to, I think, right now. And so I just wonder what's next, right? And the fact that Mike Babcock's been gone since, what, 2018, 2019, he resurfaces. Like, my big grief was, like, there was no other coach that Columbus thought could take them to the next level. It had to be Mike Babcock and that circus. And we all know Mike Babcock loves Mike Babcock. And all of a sudden, two weeks before camp, this story comes out. It just leads me to believe like what else is, is next. And I could only wonder Johnny Goodrow, man, signs that contract, leaves Calgary, goes closer to home in quotations, goes to Columbus. And here you have it. Mike Babcock's your coach for the foreseeable future. Congrats, Patrick Line too. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, he's had success and, and won games, but there's more to it than that. And yeah. I mean, Personally, I've heard, you know, he he goes away for a long time. He goes to the University of Saskatchewan, yeah. gets back to the grassroots of hockey, starts giving back to the the younger players and everything else. And I know someone that's very, very, worked very close to him in Saskatchewan. And I asked him how it was going. He said, the guy's a prick, man. He barely shows up. He dumps all the work on the people that shouldn't be doing it. He's arrogant as could be. And he's only there to say, hey, look at me giving back to the community. Give me a chance in the NHL again. He said that verbatim, face-to-face. -face. It's not a rumor. That's how he acted in Saskatchewan where, you know, how many how many things do you got to see? How many red flags have to come up before you just call a spade a spade? I mean, there's so many good people in the world of hockey. This does not come up with any of them, yet this guy just can't stay away from it. The writing's on the wall. This guy's a prick, and he seems to always be one. And and whether everything that's ever said about him is deserved or not, 
this guy's a problem. I don't think we're going to see him for a long time. Yeah, the way I see it, like, I mean, there was no need to bring Mike Babcock back in the mix in the NHL. Like, there's a lot of, and that's my problem is like the recycling of names in this league. Like, there's so many people waiting in the wings to be head coaches in the NHL. And you go back to Mike Babcock because he won, what, 13 years ago? Like, it's, it's ridiculous to me that Columbus elected to go that route. But nonetheless, I'm, it makes for great content. I, I just wonder, like, we're not even in training camp yet. And this type of story comes out. And again, I'm not taking one way or another. Um, I think to your point, uh, it was quite important that Boone Jenner comes out and some of the other players. But the fact that this was leaked to begin with tells you everything you need to know. There are players in that room who do not believe in Mike Babcock and interpreted that situation way differently than maybe a Boone Jenner. And who knows what's going on behind the scenes? The fact that Jenner comes out and and phrases it that way, maybe the truth is somewhere in between. But that there, there's some leaks already. There's some cracks. Yeah, time will tell. I mean, this is going to shake out and it'll get behind them and they'll start the season. But uh, I just don't see Babcock being the guy that takes them to the promised land. There's already problems. And, you know, I uh, it'll be interesting to see. Like you said, makes for good contact t- content. Sorry. And we'll see where this uh, where this story goes and, and how it shakes out. But just not, not a good start for Babcock. Just fucking bizarre, man. Like last time I checked, you're a coach. Make me better on the ice. I don't know what any of this shit has to do with showing me your family and getting to know people like this isn't the 1990s anymore. Like nobody tells you anything about their life anymore. So the fact that you have to go out there and and learn about them, like, it's it just really, really weird to me. Nonetheless, like, I can't wait for Mike Babcock's return to Scotiabank Arena. That place is a mausoleum on, on the best of nights, but I hope they ramp it up a bit, and I, I would take the over Mitch Marner points and goals in that game. I think he's going to erupt. I hope so. It's always fun when people come back to town, they make a big deal of it. Usually it doesn't add up to a whole hell of a lot, but... Uh... <laughs> We will see. This guy's going to come back. And I don't know. It's just tough that this guy can keep showing his face after, you know, one more thing. And you got to think they're going to turf this guy. But I guess it'll all depend on what kind of points they're putting up in that regular season once things get going. I'm not comparing it, but like John Tortorella's had a billion jobs because of what he did like 15 years ago, right? So they're going to continue to recycle these names. Like there was no need to have Mike Babcock back in the NHL. But I digress. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
so the Leafs announced their prospect tournament roster in Traverse City. Gets underway September 14th. They're playing Columbus, Dallas, and Detroit, the 14th, the 15th, the 17th. So at the very least, I know these are prospects. We're going to see some Maple Leafs prospects in action. Some of the names out there, Matthew Nyes, Ronnie Hervinen, Toppy Niemela, Fraser Minton, Easton Cowan, the first round pick from this past season. But the name that really stuck out for me, Rosie, was Matthew Nyes. It's just bizarre to me. Like, he played three regular season games last year. He plays in the Stanley Cup playoffs. He ends on a concussion. And now what do we see in development camp like a couple months ago was guys taking liberties, guys going for it. My concern is that Matthew Nyes goes to this and people headhunt him because he's Matthew Nyes and he's one of the better players in this tournament. How do you view it? Should they have sent him? I think they do. I think it's a no-brainer. I mean, yeah. this kid's this kid's a young kid. What, what message does it send if you say, oh, you don't have to go? You're a young guy. You don't have a whole lot of games under your belt. Oh, you're special. Uh, you're, you're the best. You don't have to go and do this type of thing. I've been to Traverse City tournament before. It's a good tournament. I went there with Tampa. There's usually four teams there. You play each other. Yeah, guys are trying to, you know, make teams and make noise and whatnot, but this isn't the NBA. You don't you don't rest your guys, you don't load manage your guys. He's a young guy. Think about him going there. He's going to be probably the best player in the tournament. Think about the leadership position he's going to be in. He's going to get to work on that. He's going to get to see, you know, what it's like in that pro setting, being a leader, being in that environment. And think about all the other prospects. They get to play alongside Matthew Nyes and say, wow, this guy's already got games under his belt. He steps right from college to the NHL. What does he do differently? What does he do that, that's special? How does he prepare for a game? And Matthew Nyes now gets to go from summer hockey to prospects camp, to training camp, to exhibition, to the regular season. It's just a beautiful stepping stone right into the NHL. And I think it's a no-brainer to put him there. I mean, don't work out in the summer because you could get hurt. You know, don't do yeah. sprints. You could pull your hamstring. Like, you could do that all day long. And where's the line? And obviously with the Leafs, the line is, you know, get him in camp, get him playing, and put him in that position. It's it's a positive thing for everybody. And, of course, if he gets hurt or gets crushed or something like that, it, it's not a good look. But you just can't you can't go about your business um, worrying about getting hurt all the time. I guess my reservation is the fact that he's coming off a of conky, right, in the Stanley Cup playoffs and was playing some excellent hockey. And it just hurts even thinking about that as maybe how different that series could have gone if Matthew Nyes didn't get hurt. But I think that's my wonder is, like, he's already going to be in training camp. You're just putting him in a scenario where he's playing some extra hockey and the ability, the opportunity is there for something to happen. Having said that, I, I fully understand your point. I just wonder if Matthew Nyes is at a point where He's pretty much essentially, barring something crazy, a shoe-in for the opening night roster. There is no need to put him out there against other prospects because he's above and beyond that. But I understand where you're coming from. I just feel a bit differently about it. And I maybe I'm the type of person who wants to shelter this type of prospect, more so considering what he's come off uh, last season. But again, it always helps when you train with Austin Matthews all summer, right? Yeah, you bet. And I mean, if he gets destroyed cutting through the middle and fault, he's a yeah. conky and can't play, then I, I'm going to change my tune for sure. <laughs> but at the end of the day, he is a prospect. He's a young kid. And I think it's beneficial for everyone for him to get out there. He, he's coming from a college program where these guys with their limited schedule, they work their bags off. They have 6 a.m. workouts. They have two a days. They're used to doing this thing. It's, it's not a big deal for him to go down there and play a handful of games at this Traverse City thing get some game speed going, be in a leadership position, get his Jets going a little bit in, in a more competitive environment and then step into camp. It doesn't bother me at all. He's still a young kid, fresh out of college. Um, I don't mind it, barring any crazy injury that he gets during this, but there's no reason to think that he will get that 
injured in this thing any more than he would doing something else. And to put it into context, I believe I saw earlier today before we recorded this that uh, New Jersey would be sending to their prospect tournament, uh, tournament Luke Hughes, uh, Simone Nemec. So th- there are going to be some stud prospects uh, there. And Matthew Nyes isn't the only one. I just had a, you know, a couple reservations on the front that Matthew Nyes is coming off concussion. But I, I, I get it, too. I think you just have to have I read both sides of the story. Um, speaking of which, I'm, I'm not sure if you saw the interview on Friday between Brad Tree Living, the, uh, the the GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs, of course, and uh, Pierre Lebrun of The Athletic and TSN. But he all but confirmed they're prioritizing extension talks now with Willie Nylander. And I, I won't lie, like I, I love how calm, cool and collected Tree Living's been through this whole process, specifically with Nylander. But more so, I love the fact that nothing has filtered to the media like in recent years. It's like players find a way to negotiate through the media. We've heard nothing, and I mean nothing on Nylander, which I think is a positive thing. I think so. I mean, looking back, it seems like it's a much bigger deal to sign guys up in their last year of their contract, like right away before their last year even starts. You start a, you you, you sign a five year deal, and after four years, you got to be extended. It's just like it. It's just a, a different thing to me. It's like there's no huge rush. The media just thinks that there is this massive rush to get this thing done. Do you want to lose them for nothing? Of course not. But there's no there's no worry of that happening anytime soon. He's going to go play. And if, you know, the, both sides decide to chat here again in November or December, then, then so be it. But um, to me, it just seems a little bit wild that everyone's pulling their hair over this thing. And he's got a year left on his contract. I mean... You know, post Christmas, you're creeping up to the deadline or something. Okay, I can see that ramping up, but it seems like the media gets their gets their um, self in a tizzy over these kinds of things, and it it doesn't seem like either of those two are are in the same boat. Some of the quotes: uh, Willie is a really important player and a really good player. We want to get him done too. That's next on the list. He's told me he wants to be in Toronto. That's the most important thing. If there's a desire on both sides, then you should be able to come to an agreement. But my read, and maybe it's a different read, but I, I think the Nylander camp having, you know, knowing nothing about the situation is steadfast on that $10 million number. So, like, there, there's there got to be the Nylander camp saying, hey, we're ready to take less than 10. But I, I just don't think he's that guy. Like, I've had no read on this situation whatsoever, but I, I don't think there's going to be a resolution anytime soon. I'm, I hope I'm wrong, and I, I hope the fact that everything's quiet leads us to believe they're making progress here. Yeah, and he's proven that he's a guy that that's not going to take a discount. I think he's, you know, out of that core four, he's he's one of the standout guys the last yeah. year or so. And um, you know, I think he's been knocked a little bit for being lazy and whatnot in years past. He hasn't seemed to show that in the last, you know, season. And I think that he probably is worth a little bit more. And he's gonna say, Why the hell would I take a you know a, a haircut when nobody else has? And if he stays with that, then he's not gonna get signed. I mean, the cap crunch is always there with Toronto, it's not gonna get any better i don't believe unless they lose some guys but he they're just not going to be able to get it done if he doesn't come off his number and if tree living doesn't say okay we will give you what you want so i think that's why there's not a deal done and barring any changes i think both sides are just seeing what happens here and if anything changes maybe you know they'll get back to the table but as of right now everyone's just using buzzwords like he wants to be here and i want to be there to be in Toronto. like whoopty shit is he going to be able to get it done under the salary cap or not and as of right now it doesn't look great no, I think the key is if you're Sheldon Keefe, you have Nylander in a training camp and let, let me see all the pictures on your phone and put it on airplay and That's see if Nylander really wants to be on Toronto. If he says no, then fuck you, you're getting traded. That's the key to winning right there. Yeah, no, it's, I think Mike Babcock is, quite frankly, 
onto something. So the big conversation in this market every year, Rosie, for like the last five or six, especially in this cap era, has been how are the Maple Leafs going to get cap compliant? And certainly I see those articles on a daily basis. The name that's come to the forefront lately for some reason is Callie Arncroke. I just think you look at that contract, you look at his versatility. This is probably the last guy I would trade. Having said that, they probably have to do something. Now, talking to a couple people, it sounds likely maybe they go with a 20-man roster on opening night. Murray and Muzzin and LTIR means Holmberg, Robertson, Gambrell could start the season in the AHL. They might have to th- uh, slide you know, a guy like Connor Timmons through waivers as well. So there's a way to get the job done. We've seen time and time before with the previous administration. Now we'll see with Brad Tree living. Um, and obviously, you know, they, they got Brandon Pridham, the capologist there. Like they're going to try to find a, a way to make this work and likely will make, a, you know, something to make it work, you know, aside from making a trade, whether it's a yarn croak or somebody else. But Kelly yarn croak is the last guy I would deal. How about you? He's the last. He's not the last to me. I mean, you, no? you, you can't you can't just ditch some nobody that's that's worthless to you and say now we're cap compliant. I mean, the reality is. I think you're going to be a couple million over the cap. And if you want to get under it, you got to shed that. And putting an $800,000 guy that may or may not even be on the roster isn't going to cut it. And you're not going to unload garbage to some team, right? They're not going to take it. And, you know, Yarn Croak makes about that two point something. Yeah. He's valuable to other teams. Like you said, he's versatile. He can play up and down the lineup and, and chip in. And if you need to get under that, under that number because you've signed X, Y, and Z, then he's a guy that could probably get it done. He makes sense whether that's going to work out or not is yet to be seen. But if they're in a position where we have to get this under, I mean, rolling with less than a full roster and whatnot, I just don't Ridiculous. think that, that's it. You're just asking yeah. for trouble. You're yeah. asking for for problems and you got to unload somebody. You've signed them all. You're not allowed to have that many. You got to move something. And, and he's a guy that, to be honest, makes sense. I get it. And it's, it almost makes me wonder if like losing Nylander for nothing next summer, is like a blessing in disguise. It just gives them cap space. Like how, how, how long are they going to play this tap dance every season where I think I agree with you. It's so ridiculous to go in every season, have a 20 man roster. Other teams have 23 man rosters. The Leafs can't do it because they got no money. Like it's, and I get what you're saying on, on yarn croak, but I, I think there's a bigger trade to be made. That's not yarn croak. I just love his versatility. Love that cap hit whether it's a guy in the bottom six, whether it's a moving a Robertson or attaching him to somebody else. Like I'm sure they're investigating different options. I would just try my best. So all I'm saying with what Yarn Croak brought to the table last year, his versatility, his contract is AAV. Like that's a guy I would try to keep because I like the fact that he can play up and down the lineup a bit. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, say you put together some other thing that sends Robertson elsewhere and, and yeah. Yarn Croak doesn't really show up this year and has a bit of a stutter step of a season. Holy, the people would be pulling their hair out saying, we got rid exactly. of Nick Robertson, the brother of Jason Robertson to keep Yarn Croak. Are you fucking kidding me? They'd be losing their absolute marbles and you, you want to avoid that at all costs. But at the end of the day, I don't think Tree Living is a dummy. I don't think he's scared to make moves. And I definitely think he's going to explore all options in order to get cap compliant here. And if that means Yarny, then that's what it means. But uh, I really think that this guy is going to be, you know, at the helm, working the phones, trying to figure out what the best scenario is for this team to get cap compliant. But, you know, it, it is a little bit tiresome when they do this every single year. But at the same time, it's nice to get your hands on on players and and people and contracts that you can work with, and then you know you've got until the the season to get exactly. cap compliance. So it's better to have options than 
to be under the cap and be like, well, this is what we got, like it or not, we're going ahead and there's nothing we can do about it. it it's it's not the end of the world. I don't mind that they're always, you know, rushing to get under the cap at the last minute. Yeah, all I'll say is that there's, there's a lot of action prospect camp. There's training camp uh, between now and the start of the regular season on October 11th. So a lot can change on the injury front as well. Meantime, the Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now, 19-plus. Please play responsibly. Rosie, lots of great futures bets available over at Botano.ca right now. One that really stuck out as I was doing some homework last night. I like this head-to-head in terms of goals. Who scores more goals in 2023-24? Connor McDavid, minus 143, or Austin Matthews, plus 108? I love the plus money with Austin Matthews in that head-to-head. Who would you take? Yeah. I just don't You're see You're going McDavid, you, hey, you piece of shit, eh? How do you bet <laughs> against Connor McDavid? He is McJesus Fuck himself. Off. It, that's tough, man. I mean, what is, it's, it's, a, it's a good bet. It's a good question. And, and the plus money, I get it. He's Connor's favored. But to see what Austin Matthews is going to do, is he going to have another explosion? Or was that kind of a one-off? Or is that the best he's got? Or is he going to keep getting better? Very interesting to see. But the only thing I know is that the best player in the world, hands down, is Connor McDavid. And until someone proves me otherwise, it's it's hard to bet against that guy. But trust me, I hope I hope that Austin Matthews wins the Rocket, gets sixty five goals, and has an absolute another breakout year. Yeah, that wasn't my question though. Who the best player in the world was? It was who's the best goal scorer between Connor McDavid and Austin. Matt, I'm going with Matthews. People call Connor me crazy. McDavid. I know a lot of Oilers fans watch your stuff, but. I'll take the guy who's got two rocker shards in the last three seasons. He had a shit year last year and still scored 40 goals. Like, that just speaks volumes. And for my money, Austin Matthews is the best goal scorer on the planet. I I think McDavid had that Crosby season. I don't think he wants to score that many goals. I thought he had to lift up a bit and and, and prove that he can be the best goal scorer in the NHL. I think he takes more of a backseat this season. I still think he puts up a billion points, but less goals. And I think it opens the door for somebody else. And to me... The best goal scorer on the planet is Austin Matthews. So I'm siding with Matthews. I love the plus money, plus 108. I'll take it. Thank you. There you go. Lock it in. Put it down. We'll see. I uh, I guess he's going to be dishing to Leon all season long. We'll see, my man. Dishing to somebody. Connor Brown, Zach Hyman, Evander Kane. Like, there's a lot of guns on that roster, man. Like, they don't need McDavid to score 65 goals. But he's just going to do it because he's disgusting. Okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll monitor very very closely, Rosie. We're getting closer to prospects camp. Obviously, training camp in a couple weeks. Exciting time here. I can't wait to see what else Mike Babcock does, though. Allegedly, <laughs> it's funny, man. Seeing that yesterday, I was like, "Oh boy, here we go!" And then Biz does not back down. Fires another shot. We know who you are, kind of thing. And oh my, I honestly. I don't know if I, I don't feel for Babcock. I think he's an asshole, but I don't <laughs> think that it was what they wanted it to be. I don't think it was sit down, show me your camera roll. I want to see what kind of person you are. Why you would airplay it onto the TV. That's a weird thing. Like, what are you doing, man? I understand. Hey, sit down. You got a family. Let me see him. How old are your kids? I want to, you know, I'm going to walk into the family lounge after and see, oh, that's Jenner's wife and that's their kids. I get that. And if it was as innocent as that, I kind of feel bad that he's, that he's been targeted, but you're targeted for a reason, man. You got a reputation. You're gonna have to walk on on eggshells all year long, not to be a complete asshole. Because anything you do that's out of line is probably you're gonna get roasted for it. And we're already seeing it now, whether it's fair or not. He's kind of he's kind of made his bed. 
Yeah, now he's got to lie in it. I think that's how the saying goes. Uh, to, to me, I, I just think he's a fake dude. Like, all he cares about is himself, Mike Babcock. I think he's proven that throughout his illustrious coaching career. And now he's back in the NHL after five years of far coaching and, you know, um, Saskatchewan the way he did. Like, he, he's been off the grid, off the radar. And now, all of a sudden, he's back with Columbus out of all teams. And training camp hasn't even gotten started. And already this story is coming up. But nonetheless... We'll leave it at that. We're getting closer and closer, folks. A lot of exciting news coming over the next couple of weeks, so keep it locked at the Leafs Nation 401, where you can subscribe here on YouTube. Every subscription helps. Every like helps, so please do so at the Leafs Nation 401. Again, you can find us as well wherever you find your podcast. Just search Leafs Morning Take. For Jay Rosehill, I'm Nick Alberga. Many thanks as well to producer Aaron Bordado. Take care. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.